It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Livax Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into this week's show. It's been a little windy, so fishing's been a little goofy this past week, but we'll talk bass fishing here in just a bit with Mandy Urich, as well as local lake reports from Nate Blazing here from SNW Guide Service. Steve Saponiak's telling us how things are going out on Mille Lacs. Ray Gildow is going to spotlight Bay Lake and a whole lot more. All that and a bunch more here on Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll kick the show off with our Lake and Field segment brought to you by Orzamine and Crosby. Orzamine can set you up with a full line of live bait and tackle, a new rig, fishing reports, and the perfect dock arrangement Fear Lakeside Living, the gateway to the Cuyuna Lakes area, oars and mine on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we kick the show off with our local report. As always, Nate Blazing joins us with uh, SNW Guide Service. And we get a firsthand report from Nate this week because he's uh, fishing right out on Gull Lake, right in our backyard right now. How are things going, Nate? Oh, pretty good, Brian. We were playing hide-and-go-seek from the rain earlier today, and so we just got back out. Uh, and actually just started fishing and found some fish in the first spot, plopped down quite a few that were walleyes. They weren't uh, cooperating. We did get one really nice pike, so we're kind of on the search right now. Is that, you know, that's the whole thing I heard about walleyes so far, basically throughout since opener, hit and miss kind of here and there. It's never been a real consistent bite unless you go out to Mille Lacs where you can just kill them right now. But, um I mean, right now, the whole thing is this basically kind of a hit-and-miss thing. Yeah, I'd say since the last time we talked, things really kind of picked up and got to be where they should be. Um, with that being said, though, not all the pods of fish are aggressive fish, so that's where, you know, you got to spend your time and keep looking around, and if you sit on a pot of fish and they don't go after 15 minutes, half an hour, you go find some more, and usually you keep doing that, especially middle of the day you're going to find some fish that are aggressive and some aren't. So that's the name of the game is cover water and just keep going spot to spot. But um, fishing overall, I'd say, has really picked up. It's it's where it should be. Um, we'll start with the walleyes. The walleyes have been very good. We've been on pretty much all the area lakes, North Long, Whitefish, Gull, Pelican, Malax, Edwards, and every lake we've had a pretty decent walleye bite going. Not saying you can just drop down anywhere and catch them, but if you put your time in, you're going to find some fish. They're definitely feeding right now. Um, they've had a lot of smaller bluegills and perch inside them when they uh, regurgitate that. Um, for the most part, the two ways we've been fishing are lindy rigging on the outside edge of the weed lines and then slip bobbering right up in the cabbage weed so anywhere from that 12 to 24 foot range it, it kind of varies um as miserable as it's been fishing in this wind for the last week and a half that's the one good thing about it is it's it's definitely helped the bite and got those fish feeding so um it's, it's been fun and you know kind of a mixed bag of smaller fish some nice eater fish and then some really big fish we had a young kid get a 29 incher the other day so um that was fun nothing to complain about there that's for sure. A lot of people have been targeting pike, um, Nate, because it, it seems like they're just snapping right now. Have you seen a lot of people doing that as well? Yeah, and, and that was kind of the one thing I was going to say. Pike, I don't really have a report other than just get out and fish. They're everywhere, whether you're in 
three to five feet of water. And that last one I just got was a really hefty, probably seven, eight pounder. We we're ligging, Lindy rigging out in 20 feet of water and he just crushed my, my, uh, minnow. So, um, you just get out any of the windblown structure there on the feed. So I think, uh, that's probably the best and easiest fishing right now is, is pike fishing. Cause you can catch them pretty much anywhere right now. And like I said, again, Every lake we've been on, you're getting some pike, no matter what, whether you're fishing panfish or walleyes, you're going to get some pike along with them. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I mean, it doesn't really, I mean, any tactic might work. Yep. Uh, whether it's pitching a jig and minnow, again, lindy rigging, you're even getting some on slip bobbers. Um, doing the crappie fishing on a little, you know, jig and crappie minnow, you're getting pike doing that. So they're they're just willing to eat right now. Speaking of crappies, are they tapering off, Nate, or is that still kind of a consistent bite around here? I think it's actually surprisingly pretty darn consistent right now. It's just they've definitely transitioned. Um, the fish we're getting are out in that deeper cabbage, kind of on the outside edge of that cabbage. So anywhere in that 10 to 14-foot range has been best. Um, if it's calm, you can, you can sight fish them. Just pitching a small little jig in a tube or a minnow or else just bobber fishing. I took the kids out on North Long, and we had a blast. I put the uh, motor on spot lock, and uh, we just went to town on those fish. And you had to weed through some of the smaller ones, but we still got some really nice fish in there uh, and then also some bass with it. So I would say that copy bite's still pretty darn consistent. Just find that deeper cabbage, and you'll, you'll find some fish. The one thing that was interesting with the copies and the sunfish we're catching is a lot of those still have their eggs, and I think it might be one of those years where not all the fish actually spawn. Some of them are just going to absorb their eggs. Some of them did spawn, but, you know, that happens from time to time, but there's definitely some fish still with their eggs in them. One other thing, too, Nate, you are part of the Walleye Alliance here in Brainerd, and you guys are teaming up with the YMCA for a really cool thing. Yeah, they uh, they kind of shifted this year to their summer program out at Camp Danasic, Uh and they contacted us. They like to get the kids real active in outdoor stuff, whether it's, you know, baseball, basketball, whatever. And they wanted to know if we would be interested in helping them get set up with a fishing program. So uh, we went and bought a bunch of uh, kind of Zebco push-button, you know, entry-level rods and reels and donated those to the YMCA. So every day they're going to have um, take turns, and I think they're going to do 12 kids at a time that get to go fishing right off the docks. Uh, we Sherry at the bait shop gave some lures, some jigs, and some bobbers. Um, so I went out there the other day and met with the camp counselors, and we did a quick tutorial on, you know, how to handle fish so we don't kill them, how to do the casting thing. And uh, lo and behold, first first practice cast, it was so windy that day we had to do it on shore. First practice cast, we cast it up into the tree, and the next one, the counselor hooked herself in the uh, shorts. So I said we might want to pinch those barbs back, especially for the kids. <laughs> but I think that'll be an awesome opportunity for the kids just to get out and do some of the learning and, and enjoy some fishing. Lots of panfish and bass out there. So they'll have a great time this summer. That's for sure. And that's the whole thing. I mean, we need to get the youth involved on a lot of this stuff because uh, I'm sure you see it, everybody else I talk to. It seems like the younger generation is kind of drifting away from the outdoors, but I think out of this COVID-19 thing that we're dealing with, I think that's going to maybe change the, the spectrum here a little bit. For sure. We were just talking about that, some of the guides, because we've had so many family trips this year. Um, now that we can take more than two clients in the boat, we've had lots of moms, dads, uh, brothers, sisters, that kind of thing. And 
hopefully that sticks because it sure does seem like the kids are having a good time. And it's just, again, the parents making the time to give the kids the opportunity to do that. Um, you know, we were partnering up with the Brainerd Parks and Rec this year, and we we're going to participate in their kid fishing clinic this spring, which was called off because of COVID. So this is kind of a replacement of that. And hopefully next year we'll be able to work with Parks and Rec and, and touch that many more kids and get them out there and learning and do the fishing thing again. So, yeah, any opportunity we can do that, that's one of our mission statements for sure. If somebody is actually wanting to book a guide trip, Nate, but they're a little worried about, you know, social distancing and all that other stuff, what is the protocol for a guide right now in your situation? Well, for the most part, again, up until about a week ago, we were limited to two clients at a time in the boat. Um, they they waive that, and for the most part, you know, we're doing three and four people, but usually those are all, for the most part, the same household. Um, we do have big boats, 21-footers, so you're able to keep your space and stuff. So it hasn't really been a problem with that, and then we're still doing the cleaning and the disinfecting of the rods and all that kind of stuff. So uh, for the most part, it's been pretty much business as normal, other than, you know, you're a little more cautious of your contact with person and just giving uh, each other's space. That's been probably the, the biggest challenge that, you know, you might have to give a client a reminder once in a while when they get excited. But for the most part, it's worked out pretty good so far. Good to hear. It's Nate Blazing with SNW Guide Service. Nate, people want info on you. How can they get it? Yep, you can look me up on Facebook, Nate Blazing, B-L-A-S-I-N-G, or our guide service is www.snwguideservice.com. Otherwise, call Sherry up at SNW Bait Shop, 218-829-7010. And it's the perfect time to get out and fish. Uh, multi-species, everything's cooperating right now. There you go. Nate, I appreciate it. You always bring the, the great information. Uh, take it easy, buddy. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, good luck out on the water, okay? Thanks much, Brian. You too. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Mandy Urich joins us. She's our bass aficionado here on the show, and we're going to talk a lot of bass fishing with Mandy. But uh, I guess first off, Mandy, we're going to talk a little bit about you fishing out on the Lax. You and our good friend Jamie Dietman were out there, and I think you guys did okay. I don't think okay is really the the proper adjective. I, I only had like four hours to fish, and uh, we went out, and when you get 46 walleyes in less than four hours, and that's not including the smallmouth that we caught, I, it's a pretty spectacular day. Like, I believe we're so epically spoiled to have that fishery right at our back door. And yeah, we, we, we hit it just right, fishing the windy side of the lake. She was coming, uh, we're fishing the west side of the lake. Wind was coming out of the east, blowing in there pretty hard, but it definitely, it was worth it. I, we trolled for a, a little bit with Lindy Riggs until we found, you know, a decent school and hit spot lock and flip bobbered with, uh, with leeches and just smacked the heck out of them. It was fun. Sounds like it. Were you guys pretty deep? No, we were uh, really shallow, actually, anywhere from like that 8 to 14 feet of water. And kind of in the sand, then, I would assume, right? Correct. We, we weren't fishing really any structure. It's not like we were we were fishing a reef or anything like we were fishing a shoreline break. So, yeah, nothing nothing too spectacular about that. But the wind had been blowing out of the east for four days straight right into that shoreline, and that'll stack those fish up in there. So That's for sure. Very, very interesting stuff. 
Um, you know, <laughs> Mille Lacs, it's so amazing because you hear all these stories of people not only catching a lot of walleyes, but these walleyes are of size, too. Did you guys run into some big ones out there? Oh, of course, the one that gets away, right? We have, <laughs> I had one really big tank, like, was bulldozing hard and finally got it up to the side of the boat so we could see it, and Jamie goes to, like, net it. It kind of breaks the line and that back down she goes, but she's a, she was a real big tank. But um, the weight, there's been back-to-back weekends this uh, last Sunday and the Sunday previously for walleye tournaments out there, and the weights have been astronomical, like, 35 to 48 pounds to win for five fish. I mean, for five fish. Hmm. That's almost a 10-pound average, you know, when you're at 48 pounds for five fish. So they're catching some big ones out there, and they're catching some numbers of them too. Big lake, big fish is what I've always said about Mille Lacs. Um, Let's switch gears to bass fishing because that's kind of your forte. Uh, How's that been going? Great. Uh, You know what are we on? Honestly, like day 16, day 17 of these hurricane winds that it, it just, it's been over 20 and gusts over 30, you know, 10, no, 12 plus days, I think now in a row, um, which has been a little bit difficult, especially the last five days. We've been in this really super high pressure system, bluebird skies, super high temps, winds out of the south. Um, that, that really does affect the bass. Uh, because of that higher high pressure system, you know. Plus, they're they're most areas of our in the Brainerd Lakes area. We're in that post spawn funk, so they've done they're done spawning. Uh, they're kind of in that little rest period before they kind of flip the switch back on and are like, "Hey, I feel great again. Let's you know go eat a bunch of stuff." So <clears throat> it's been hard when you get winds like this, uh, and it's a high pressure system. Normally, I'd like to finesse fish, right? You want to throw that little jig worm. You want to throw something, you know, small and flashy and get a reaction bite. You can't do that when it's blowing as hard as it is. Uh, you got to throw big baits and you got to throw reaction baits. It's something that they're, you know, a spinner bait, a chatter bait, a swim jig, a rattle trap, uh, and just really cranking it as slow as possible because they're not feeling good. You know, they're tuckered out from all that energy they expended spawning. I mean, they're not feeling good because that high-pressure system, there again, with a the high-pressure system, the barometric pressure goes up. The barometric pressure directly affects the, the fish's swim bladders. And specifically, it, it, it makes them feel bloated, you know? So if you're feeling really bloated and gassy and tired, like someone slaps down a three-pound steak in front of you, you're kind of going to be like, ah, I think I'm going to pass. But someone rolls a little M&M across that table, you might be like, yeah, I, I, I got a little bit of room for that. So downsizing if you can, uh, even on those reaction baits, uh, cranking them in super slow. Um, and I know people don't like to fish the windward side of the lake, but it really, if it's possible, and trust me, I did it on, on Tuesday night when it was 35-plus mile-an-hour winds. It, it can be done. It's not comfortable. Don't break stuff getting there and be safe doing it. But uh we definitely found on the windward side of the lake, uh, the fish were shallower. They were on that inside weed line edge and you know, anywhere from three to eight feet of water, where on the non-windward side of the lake, specifically bass fishing, I'm talking right now, well, we did catch uh, pike in there too, but um, they seem to be on the outside edge a little bit deeper. So I don't know. And the water temps really, is, even though it's been so warm for us, uh, they're not rising as quickly as I thought they would be. 
normally. Uh, those high winds are, t- are realistically are keeping the water temps down. So with the, the, those tides constantly ripping over the top, um, it's breaking up the sunlight penetration. So the sunlight isn't penetrating uh, the water columns like it would be if it was flat calm and warming that water up. So we're, we're not we're not on the rise too fast, which is good. Uh, I like when those water temps are in, you know, the, the low to mid-70s. I think the bite's a little bit better overall. I'll keep that waller bite going too, so... Yeah, she's good. I'm glad summer's here. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I, and you bring up a good point because I thought actually that with these 90 degree days that we had, um, that water temp was going to go up quite a bit and the bass fishing was going to be really good. But you had said to me, yeah, the wind has actually caused the water to not warm up like you think it would. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, we talked about the, just those, the, the waves breaking, breaking up that that base on the on the top so that they're you know the sunlight isn't penetrating but I, I was shocked too i was like oh boy i bet those back bays are just going to be cooking right now you know right to the top water bite we go but <laughs> yeah we're, we're not quite there yet there's a, a little bit it's starting now we're, we're at the you know the bottom end range of where that top water bite's really going to start to to light off but uh yeah, we got to get the wind to stop blowing for a few days. <laughs> that would be nice, no doubt about that. Um, you know, COVID-19 has affected everything in some way, shape, or form. As far as tournaments go, Mandy, how much has it affected? Obviously, in talking to Nate Blazing, they had to uh, cancel uh, their Walleye Alliance tournament because of these reasons, the banquet and all that. Some of the local bass tournaments, though, they're still going, right? Yes and no. So everybody uh, who runs bass tournaments has to put in for a permit. You have to put in for each one of your lakes, and that actually runs through our Brainerd office. Mark Bellacoupi um, does the books for those statewide, and it's really hard once you have early tournaments and you start canceling them and trying to reschedule them because you have to permit, and there's only so many tournaments allowed on, on lakes, you know, individual lakes, so it's hard. So a lot of series got canceled up front. Walleye and bass were just, the tournament directors couldn't figure out how to make it work. We didn't know all the rules. We had no idea how to adjust, you know, not with the social distancing. So they canceled them. Uh, there are ones that are currently going on. Our league um, and multiple other leagues have picked up an app system, and it, it was kind of resistant for the old timers because of technology. <laughs> but everybody's really, really digging it right now. There's no more worry about, you know, moving fish, having weigh-ins. There's no slot limits. You don't have to worry about killing fish in the live book, especially when it's 95 degrees out. You, know, you catch your fish, you take a picture, you enter it in the app, and you drop it right back in the water where you caught it. So they, they are going on, um, but definitely a limited number overall. Um, or before, I don't know if there was... 40, 50-plus different just batteries alone in the state of Minnesota. And I would say we're probably down into those teens right now. Uh, the series that are remaining that we're able to adapt or find a way around or way to work with, I guess, the, the social distancing and the CDD COVID regulations. And you actually, part of a series that you're nationally, um, you decided for early on that you just, basically I'm not going to take part in that this year. Correct. Uh, just the way everything was, was rolling down, 
uh, it not knowing, and you have to prepare, you know, fairly early for this. You got to get lodging and figure out, you know, all these other things. And they weren't giving a lot of information up front about how they were going to handle it. And I, you know what? I, I walked. I'll find some <laughs> something else to fill my time this year. But uh, you know, I definitely want to make sure that whatever I'm doing, um, even that are following regulations, so everybody's safe. So. One last thing, Mandy, when you're out on the lacks walleye fishing or if you're bass fishing here locally or anything like that, are you seeing more boats out on the lake than you have in the past? Because it seems to me I sure see a lot of them being towed around town. <laughs> we are the Brainerd Lakes area, so we do not only have a lot of local fishermen, but a lot of tourism that comes in. But definitely, when I sneak out, you know, and now people, I mean, realistically should be back to work. Um, you know, so there's not this huge stay-at-home order or the majority should be back. But, yeah, here again, the, the, the accesses are full, um, which is good. People have been really good and, and really polite for the full, like, most part uh, with social distancing or, you know, being respectful at the accesses, which has been really nice. <laughs> um, so no issues there. But, yeah, getting out on the water and, you know, feel like I'm being sneaky during the week and sneak out for a few hours and you roll into the access and there's like 12 boats or 12 trucks and trailers and you're like dang (laughs) (laughs) which is good I mean I'm glad that people are are getting out locally and and being able to enjoy the outdoors and yeah yeah it's always one of those things that it's, it's it's a good for the heart and it's good for the soul <laughs> that's for sure yeah and it's just nice to be outside no, nothing, nothing wrong with that mandy urich she's a contributor here to uh, brainerd outdoors and uh mandy's will join us throughout the uh spring and well, what's left of spring i guess and summer as well and uh mandy i appreciate it and we'll talk to you soon okay sounds great brian thanks more of brainerd outdoors after this on b93.3 Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. One of my favorite segments we do on this show, we always talk to Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. Ray always brings a ton of great information with us. And uh, this time around, we're going to talk Winnie, we're going to talk Leach, we're going to talk a little bit about the Brainerd Lakes area, and then Ray's got some stuff on Bay Lake as well that he wants to talk about. That's a lake we haven't talked about on the show very much at all. But I guess, Ray, uh, first of all, welcome back, and uh, we're going to start up on Winnie. What are you hearing up there? Uh, I'm hearing that it's windy. (laughs) (laughs) It's been windy everywhere. Uh, 11 of 13 days, I think they had winds over 25 to 35 miles an hour, which we've had here in the central part of the state, too. But it's made it a real, excuse me, a real challenging time uh, because on Winnie, uh, if it comes out of the southeast and you're over by high banks because they're on the east side, you can actually get out about a half a mile and fish in that area, but you can't get out on the real good mid-lake humps with uh, a wind that's blowing like it has been. So they've done pretty well uh, over on the east side when they've been able to get out of the wind, and they're catching, uh, like we said before, they're catching a lot of 9, 10, 11-inch walleyes and we believe that's that 2018 class. It must have been a phenomenal hatch. Uh, you know, obviously people aren't keeping those small fish, but they're getting a lot of action. A lot of the action has been on crawlers and leeches. 
Lindy rigs with spinners, and the water temperatures coming up into that upper 60s on the surface temperature. Uh, there's been people going up to cut foot sewell. For people who are not familiar with Winnie, cut foot sewell is a, another lake, a bay to the north, and that's where a lot of people go when it gets really, really windy. So the bite's been pretty decent, and uh, it's been encouraging to see so many young walleyes being caught uh, on Winnie. I think that means next year could just be a phenomenal year. And a couple things that uh, are kind of interesting, at High Banks I talked with Kim, and in the last, I think last Monday, she had 15 calls for reservations for July. And that's the most unusual number she's ever had this time of the year. And they came from uh, New Mexico, uh, Missouri, all around the country. And they're people who are typically going into Canada fishing. And as we know, the Canadian borders are closed. Nobody can get into Canada, including three of my friends who have cabins up there. They're not able to go up there at all. And she said they're just booking uh, up to uh, as far north as they can. And uh, they're going to Winnie instead of being able to go to Canada this year. So that's been a real plus, a real pleasant surprise for her. They're booked over the 4th of July already. They're getting books, uh, bookings into July, which is really it's encouraging to see that people are still coming north, fishing in Minnesota, uh, where they can't go into Ontario. So that's been a, a, a pleasant surprise for them and uh, a good thing for their business. Jumping down for a minute to... Uh, Leech Lake. Uh, Leech is another lake that's it's tough to fish on when you've got really, really high winds. And we have had high winds like most of this week until the storm came through. And uh, I think it's fair to say that in the uh, Portage Bay area and over in Sucker Bay area, that bite has slowed down a little bit, which is surprising. I talked with Jack Shriver from the Shriver Bait there in Walker, and Jack's got his own guide business. And he works with the Leech Lake Guide Association. And they were surprised that fishing was tough because the winds were coming out of the southeast pretty much every day, pretty consistently. And usually when that happens and you get into, you know, those shorelines over on the west side where the wind's blowing in, that's usually a pretty good bite. But uh, Jack saying that's uh, in that area where they were fishing, uh, when they could get out, it was a, a little bit tougher bite this week. And then I've got some friends up in Portage Bay which is uh, up by two points, Sugar Point, five-mile point up in that area. <clears throat> They're reporting the same thing. Kind of a tough bite, a lot slower than it was last week. And uh, water temperatures, again, have eked up. They're getting close to 70 degrees surface temperature. And uh, most of those guys now have switched over to crawlers, leeches, crawler harnesses, spinners with leeches, and still some minnows, but not as many minnows and so they got to really work and check around and see if they can get a bite going, but it's been a little bit tougher up there. <clears throat> the other thing that's kind of interesting this week to me, Brian, is I have uh, talked with Sherry at S&W Bait in, uh, in uh, Prater, and I talked with Jack up there at uh, Walker, and they're having a real challenging time getting tackle. Uh, rods and reels are on back order. Uh, some of the fishing lines, the basic things that they usually stock in their stores, <clears throat> they can't get it. It's just really, really tough. There's been such a demand, and the demand is really good. It's a positive thing. For Sherry at S&W Bait, the demand has been on bait, and it's been just kind of, it's not that she's not getting the normal 
kind of minnows that she would normally get, she is. They're just selling them out so fast they can't keep up with it. So if you walk in there and you want red tails or creek chubs or, you know, some of those uh, probably I would call them elite minnows because they're getting so expensive, they're really, really hard to come by. And if you want rod and reel combos and uh, fishing reels and that sort of thing, they're also getting hard to come by. So it's kind of a manufacturing supply issue, which I think we're seeing also in uh, some of the hardware stores. And that's probably just because the uh, manufacturing places have cut back their employees because of the virus. I'm not really sure. But anyway, so uh, a little tougher fishing on leech, uh, a pretty good bite going on, on Winnie. And then just to jump down to the Brainerd area, uh, uh, something, you know, I've been guiding since uh, the mid-80s, it's 30-some years now, and I can't ever remember going by our big resorts in the Brainerd area and seeing so few people in these resorts. And I know they have people in the resorts, but they're just not the way they they always are. It's just because of the the, COVID virus, the coronavirus, rather. And it's just weird to go by uh, Madden's and Grandview and some of these places, and you just don't see the numbers of people that we would normally see uh, out there just because the, uh, a lot of the conventions aren't coming. Uh, they've cut them back, and it's affected uh, our guide business in the Brainerd area quite a bit. And uh, it's just strange, just strange to see. But anyway, the uh, winds have been a factor in Brainerd, too, as well as any other lakes. I, I was on Gaul a couple of days ago, and I, I like to do some finesse fishing. At the north end of Gaul has been the best for the walleye bite. And uh, finesse fishing, I, by that I mean uh, bobbers and leeches has, have been working. And a lot of times it pays not to even run through shallow water looking for them with your depth finder. It's sometimes better just to go off and start fishing some of those shallow areas, throwing a bobber and a leech in, and uh, seeing if you can find some walleyes by just moving around with your bobber. Because uh, it's such a clear lake, North Long is getting clear, and when you run over those areas of shallow water with your boater running, you spook them out of there. But you can't, it, it, you, and it's same with bass fishing, just have not been able to do a lot of finesse fishing because of the wind. Um, you know, you throw out uh, plastic worms or you throw out bleaches, and you got a 35, 45 mile an hour wind. You can't feel your line, you can't see your line, and it's been it's been a really tough time. Uh, water temperatures in the Brainerd area are now in the low 70s. Uh, before this rain came through, I cooled down just a little bit, but they're getting up there. <clears throat> Bass fishing is good. I think it's fair to say if you can get out and get out of the wind and work along those uh, vegetation lines, you're going to get yourself some bass. The walleye fishing in the in the immediate Brainerd area, I think, has been a little tougher just because of the weather conditions. And I know uh, you talked to Nate today, and I'm guessing that Nate probably has been fishing up on the whitefish chain a little bit. Um, and there's places up there you can kind of get out of the wind a little bit uh, more in some cases. So, you know, get out there. It's it's um, it's beautiful weather, even when it's windy. Uh, the weather's been nice. Uh, I know two days that we were out, it was 90 degrees, which is plenty warm, but it makes it a lot of fun. So to, to wrap up today, I'd like to talk a little bit about Bay Lake. Bay Lake is located six miles northwest of Garrison, or if you go on County 18 from Brainerd, uh, you go straight east to uh, Mille Lacs, and then you hit Highway, uh, I think it's Highway 6, 
And um, from there, you can go up to Rutgers Resort, which, by the way, I do believe is Minnesota's oldest resort. They uh, were established in the 1800s, and Jack and Chris Rutgers still run the resort. Uh, I think they're third generation on that particular resort. Uh, beautiful place, fantastic food, and Bay Lake is a neat, neat lake. Um, there's a, a small supply of naturally reproduced walleyes in that lake, and they're typically stocked every year. Um, there's a lot of vegetation. Uh, we talk with Mandy. Mandy doesn't like us to use the word weeds. She likes us to use the word vegetation. <laughs> <clears throat> but Bay Lake is full of vegetation. In fact, I saw in June uh, they did treat the milfoil again this year. Uh, they have a product that they go around and get uh, Lakeshore owners permission to treat it in front of their areas if they want it treated. Uh, but it is a lake with a lot of vegetation, and it makes it challenging uh, because there's so many places, if it's shallow, it's pretty pretty uh, thick. But it has a very good population of largemouth bass, a very good population of northern pike, fair to good population of walleyes. Crappies are very good, and they are also a challenge to find this time of the year because they're suspended. They're usually out in a little deeper water. And there's a great population of sunfish, uh, and it used to be we always considered that uh, bass and uh, sunfish were small in that lake, but I think with the vegetation and the hiding places they've got, uh, they're getting bigger. I think they're getting bigger all the time, and uh, it's really it's a neat area. Uh, the lake is about 2,320 acres in size. It's about 74 feet deep at the deepest point, and when fishing, anglers can expect to catch a variety of things. Bullheads, bluegills, brown bullheads, largemouth bass, as we mentioned before, yellow bullheads, and yellow perch. And uh, it's, it's a really a cool lake. There's a number of sunken islands in the lake, which makes it a very easy to find. And you can fish off the edge of those, and those come up sometimes seven, eight, nine feet. And then if you get off into the little deeper edges of them to get out of that vegetation, that's when you'll start finding some of those fish that you're looking for. Um, the uh, main landing is on the north end of the lake on Battle Point. It's a beautiful landing. Uh, it probably houses about 18 to 20 uh, car boat trailer combinations. So the access is very easy to get into, very easy to get out of. And it's a lake worth exploring. A lot of people go right by there to Malax, or they go right over by Crooked Lake or one of the other lakes in that area. <clears throat> you shouldn't overlook Bay Lake. It's it's it doesn't have the fishing pressure a lot of the other lakes do. It has a a, a fair amount, obviously, but uh, it's a cool area, a good fishing lake, especially in that midsummer time. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy going there. Have you fished it a lot, Ray? I have. Yeah, I have. I fished it every year. Uh, well, I have since I was a kid, um, and I I get usually a lot of bass trips over there. And it also has a very good population of northern pike, and those northern pike uh, can be very large because, as I mentioned, there's a lot of vegetation for them to hide in and attack, feed, and, and they can get pretty good size there. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very cool lake. Um, it, it's, uh, I've got a couple friends that guide out of Rutgers, and uh, they do very well there. Maybe you and I should take a pike trip over there. 
Yeah, we could certainly do that. <laughs> Something Absolutely. to think about. <laughs> there yeah. you go. That's yeah. Ray, Ray Gildow with the Nisswa Guides League. You can check Ray out at uh, raygildow.com as well as, like we said, Nisswa Guides League. Ray, I appreciate it. You always bring great information to the show, and uh, we really appreciate that. You stay safe. You stay healthy. Good luck fishing out there, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Brian. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. We head out to Malax. Talk to Steve Saponiak out there with Predator Guide Service. And Steve's out there guiding right now with, with some of his uh, clients. How's it going, Steve? Well, you know what? Besides having a little bit of um, electronic problems, the trolling motor, everything's been going pretty fun. We've had uh, got one musket today. Uh, got a couple uh, pike coming in, had a walleye come into a lure, and so did a smallmouth bass. So the fish are moving, the fish are going. Besides having a little electronic problems, uh, you know, things are good. I can't complain one bit. Got Vernon and his son, Brandon. With I've had these gentlemen for many years, watched the young man Brandon grow up and everything. So, yeah, it's exciting to be back in the boat with these guys and share a full-day musky fishing. How it, you know, we're going to get into walleyes and bass out there here in just a bit. How has the musky fishing been out there this past week, Steve? You know, things are slowly starting to pick up. I remember, you know, opening weekend, the water temperature was 71, 72 in most of the bays. We're looking at 69 to 70. So it has dropped down, which amazes me, considering all the warm temperatures we've had. They should not be should not be down. But things are starting to pick up. We're starting to get more action, get more follows, and get more hits. So as far as the musky spectrum goes, Things are picking up, so that's a good thing. Uh, everything else has been going gangbusters. I know you know that, too, for a fact, Moon. Everything has been going good. Yeah, that's what I've heard as far as, you know, walleyes and bass and stuff. But I did, did want to ask you, Steve, it's, it's interesting because we had a lot of wind this past week, and you always want to chop for walleyes. And for bass, you want flat calm. For muskies, where does that come in? Do you want something in between, or do you want flat calm for those as well? You know, that's a great question, Brian. We've taken trophy fish with extreme high wind conditions. We've taken trophy fish dead as calm that can be where you don't even have a ripple on the lake. I personally like a little cooler like we've been experiencing here the last few days with a little bit of a ripple. You know, uh, no matter what kind of fish species it is, Having a little bit of wind diffuses the light so it's not so bright down there. So uh, right now, this is a perfect condition. Cloudy overcast, a little bit cooler skies and temperatures. That's what I prefer right now. I mean, and I'll change my mind in a week when it's dead calm and the fish are going too. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm like a cheap date, whatever works. <laughs> I love that. Um, you threw me off there all of a sudden. Uh, what was I going to ask you next? Uh, oh, what what you're using, basically. I mean, um, Good question. We've got a topwater going right now. Brandon's throwing that. He said he had a good feeling. We were on the west side, and we drove over here to the south end, and he said he had a good feeling something's going to happen. And then uh, Vernon, he's tossing a spinnerbait, gold spinnerbait. That's what we got the uh, muskie on earlier. It had some follows, so... Uh, that's a good combination. We're The reason we're going with this is we're fishing an area that's super, super weedy. So topwater goes over the weeds, and the spinnerbait goes through them pretty weedless. In other words, it's a win-win situation. We just got to convince the muskies of that now in this new spot. Is it best to get into the weeds right now, Steve, or do you think uh, some of those other sand flats and stuff would work as well? 
You know, I, I'm going to stick with the weeds right now, Brian. They haven't moved out to the rocks yet. You know, not a lot of them. There's a few out there. And as far as them sending themselves on the sand, you know, the bay, the bays I fish on my lax lake, you know, we've got the bulrushes on sand flats. We've got the cabbage next to the sand flats. So right now they're still hanging in the weeds. We're fishing eight, nine feet with a lot of cabbage. And in this one area, we got 12 feet, too, with cabbage, you know, not quite up to the top. So when you got a lot of cabbage, it's like the woods scenario. Deer in the woods, they go hide. Same with muskies in the weeds. They can go hide. They feel comfortable. They can ambush prey from it. And the weeds give off a great amount of oxygen. So they're happy as can be right now. We just got to convince them to bite and make us happy also. So people are growing after trophy pike, kind of the same concept? Definitely. You know, the trophy pike are starting to go more and more, uh, starting to see some nice ones and get some nice ones. You know, with all the warm, extreme weather, they had slowed down a little bit. The bigger ones are going to start picking up, and they're going to start putting on the feed bay, which they have been doing. Everything right after the spawn was a little slow, but right now things are moving. The walleyes we're seeing and catching are real healthy. And, oh, my goodness, those bass are looking fat like little footballs. You know? So everything is starting to look good again on the big pond. Yeah, and that's the one thing with Malax people, you know, in the last five, six years, Malax has become a huge uh, bass lake, and I'm sure you're seeing a lot of boats out there going after them. Definitely. Again, I have seen vehicle license plates from every state in the union. You know, this lake you cannot beat for smallmouth bass, and you cannot beat it for largemouth bass. It's, a, it's an extremely good fishery, you know, for every kind of bass there is. The bass have been going good. Right now in the weeds, you can catch them with a slip bobber and a leech if you want uh, for smallmouth bass as well as out there on the rocks, you know. So my, my theory is why go out to the rocks in the wind when you got them in their protected bays just as well. But, yes, the bass are looking great, Brian. All right, so let's get into the walleyes out there. From what I've heard, it has been absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal and add an A for awesome behind it. Phenomenally awesome. It's been incredible. We're catching walleyes, musky fishing every trip out. Uh, we're catching walleyes just with a slip bobber and a leech no more than three, four inches off the bottom. We've been having luck with spinner baits and crawlers, and we've been having good luck with uh, Lindy Rigging along with leeches. If you're into the Lindy Rigging right now and you want to get serious, you got a uh, snail no more than six feet long, or I should say no less than six feet long, up to about nine feet long right now. has been real productive. And the deeper water touch bottom and then lift up that sinker just a little bit. You're not dragging it way back there in the deeper water, folks. You're fishing parallel, just about vertical, I should say. It's right below your vertical, and that's been a great producer. Don't wait to feel a hit, neither, when you're in deeper water, you know, Lindy rigging for walleyes. If all of a sudden you think you're snagging on a rock or the bottom, let go of the line. That's a fish. You don't have to wait to feel the bite, bite, chomp, chomp. A lot of times it doesn't happen like that. Just like a big muskie, they'll come up behind a lure and barely grab it. You think you barely snagged a weed. Set the hook, for goodness sakes, you got a fish on. With all that wind and stuff, Steve, uh, I imagine the bait fish and everything were piled up, you know, maybe closer to shore, especially with that east wind that we had. Is that where people want to target right now? You know, the opposite shore is always good where the wind blows and the bait fish, you know, ball up and everything. But honestly, that's more effective on a smaller body of water. When you got big Malax and everything, 133,000 acres, uh, yeah, the wind is always a good way to play it, go to the windy side. But not all the fish in the whole lake go to the windy side. Like that east wind, like you said, didn't blow. Every, all the fish from the east didn't come to the west. They're still there. You know, like I talked to a couple of guys last year, they're on a five-day trip 
the second day into the trip at the resort, they're sitting, sitting there twiddling their thumbs. I asked them, I, you know, I drove by. I said, what's wrong, guys? Well, we can't go fishing. It's so windy. I said, hey, follow me. I'm going to the other side of the lake where the wind's coming from. You can fish there. The guy goes, what? Then he looked at his buddy. He goes, oh, my God. You can tell they never thought of it. You know, <laughs> same with uh, same with uh, fish. They don't go to the windy side all the time on a big body of water. Well, that's the really interesting thing about Mille Lacs. It has so many different types. You got your mud, you got your rocks, you got your sand, you got your weeds, structure everywhere. I mean, it's got everything a walleye angler would want. It's it's a walleye, it's a structure fisherman's dream. Yeah, everything a walleye angler wants. I mean, I saw a guy uh, last week, I was talking to him, he came all the way from Montana, walleye fishing. He goes, it, it's got it all. I said, it does, doesn't it? I said, this is one of, why this is one of the best fisheries in the world. You know, you can do anything you want. If you like to jig, come out here and jig. If you want to throw uh, uh, leeches at them with lindy rigs and bottom bouncers, you can do that here too. So, you know, like you and I always say, why go to Canada for a trophy of lifetime? You got them right here on Mille Lacs Lake. You're going to take a picture and release them anyway in Canada. Do it for one-tenth the price here on Mille Lacs. And you know what? The people here with the businesses love to have you help them out and everything. So, again, I hate to use the phrase, but it's a win-win situation. That's for sure. Steve Sapaniak, Predator Guide Service. You can check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. Steve, I hope you get that trolling motor fixed. Thank you. Yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, as long as you're not stranded out there in the middle of the big pond. No, no, I got a healthy young guy here. He, if need be, he said he'd go out there and he would, um, you know, he would swim and pull the rope for us to make it to shore. But I got a big motor. The mercury's reliable as heck. We'll be good. All right. Well, you take it easy, buddy. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye. And that'll wrap up this week's show. Make sure you join Brainerd Outdoors each and every Saturday just after 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 right here on B93.3. If you're away from your radio, you can stream the show live at BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. And we're all over the podcast platforms, too. So wherever you download your favorite podcast, make sure you search Brainerd Outdoors and uh, give us a nice rate and review. We'd appreciate that as well. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by Thielen Meats, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, Liveax Marine in Isle, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3.